Hey, what's up, everybody? It's uh, Wes and Hank. What's going on? <laughs> That's a weird one. I don't ever really, I, I hardly ever say it. It's, it's gone just the other way a few times, but yeah, it's been Andy and Hank. It's been Wes and Andy, that Hank, a few times. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, man. <laughs> Andy is on his way. Uh, I know this that is, he's on his if way. If we just, couldn't um... afford a producer, this is what it would be. <laughs> That's right. I'd be like this all the time. Oh, look at that. Speaking of the devil, here he comes. He's walking awesome. in the studio right now. Awesome. <laughs> no shame, sir. We started without you. I take it all back. <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. Everything is all set up, though. It is. Uh, what are we tonight? We are part nine. Did wow. I get that right? Part nine? Part wow. nine of our uh, Road to Ahsoka review series. As we have been reviewing uh, the essential Ahsoka Tano episodes uh, over on uh, Disney+. Plus. We're back with another batch of uh, Star Wars Rebels tonight that we're going to be covering. A heavy batch. Uh, it is a heavy batch, actually. This one is, uh, man, I had forgotten that these episodes did a, a couple of a couple of things. Namely that, oh, there he is. <laughs> Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Sorry I'm late. No, don't, don't be, don't apologize. Everything's fine. Let me just, uh, I feel weird now. Everything's all, this is all messed up. What's going on? No, you need to be up here. I don't want the I need to. <laughs> Where do I have the? There we go. That's better. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to the look Hollywood like. squares were all effed up. That's right. <laughs> I had forgotten how much these episodes do uh, for the overall narrative of uh, Star Wars. Um, and like they, total, yeah, that's what I mean. And they do yeah. quite <laughs> a bit. <laughs> so, uh, in terms of importance, um, uh, these might be two of the most important episodes. Uh, in uh, Ahsoka's journey, uh, I totally give you that. The Barna, other, yeah. the other one that doesn't make the list that I feel is like the strongest one are, is the yep. Mortis episode. Strange that they did not include that. It's really strange, but it might go over a lot of people's heads if they're trying to catch casual. And yet, I feel like you know, after we reviewed the the live action trailer, like there's no denying that they're leaning into that. Oh, um, <laughs> so. How that missed the essentials list, I don't know. That, speaking of essentials list, um, I don't know if we've talked about this on uh, on the show yet. Hank, you've been working on a list of other episodes that yeah, man. Uh, Hank's you think to are, extra essentials. Yeah. Um, as that list is propagated, because we don't have a full list yet, but as the list is propagated, we'll post it on our social media. So if you want to check out some extra, extra, and listen, I'm not going to, I shouldn't be calling it extra, extra, because Additional. In my, yeah, in my book, it's all essential watching. Oh, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> totally I, I, worth like, checking it out. You know, given uh, the 200 plus hours, I would recommend watching every single episode as well of the Clone Wars and uh, and uh, Rebels for sure. Slowly making my way through, and it's yeah, scary yeah. to think that no, like not everybody has seen these two episodes. I know. Yeah, like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. You 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 could watch them in the reverse order and go oh they're biting they're biting the Obi Wan show <laughs> when in fact <laughs> when in fact <laughs> we're just boring this Dave that's right <laughs> I'm actually going to talk about that tonight too it actually comes up uh, there's a line of dialogue that I want to draw some attention to because it makes you kind of go oh, there's oh. actually a few lines of dialogue that make you go yeah. <laughs> Want to throw a quick hey out to TJC. Thanks for uh, showing up tonight. I uh, hope you're enjoying the show. Hope uh, things are well on your side of the pond. 
uh it is uncharacteristically uh wacky weather over here uh in our part of canada right now hank you sent us some photos the other day we've got even go there we've got parts parts of the province are on fire and and other parts are flooding uh, 250 millimeters in about 12 hours and 200 of it was in about 30 minutes it's been absolute uh crazy four people uh missing yeah, uh, I thought it was yeah. six. Is it has been well, raised to six? Might okay, yeah, sorry. Four, might four been, children yeah. and two adults. Oh, that's it's awful. Cr- yeah, it's crazy. On the way to the airport, you could see some of the the stuff. Right, right, right. And nothing terrible. Like one lake was like the people's docks were floating, and there was yep. kids' toys floating. Sure, uh, but nothing. You know, I didn't see anything with my eyes that was tragedy. But there, I just, right. Social media is full of it, and being in like right. the epicenter of that is just. It's 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 a little bit mental, actually. Yeah, for sure it is. To think like uh, you got to be careful what you wish for when you're in the middle of a forest fire. <laughs> all the all the uh, climate change deniers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> oh, good to hear. Good to hear, TJC. Everything's good. Thank you very much. Glad to know. Um, before we get to, uh, the business tonight, uh, of our two episodes, it is time once again. Oh, let me, oh my God. I, th- I thought I had everything set up tonight and I don't, here we go. One more, one more, but there we go. I found it. Let me reach in here and grab the keys and uh, maybe we can uh, open this thing up and have another round of bad star Wars jokes. This one's really bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I groaned at it. I, I mean, I can't even laugh at it. All right, guys, here we go. What do you call a redneck Mandalorian bounty hunter? Oh, wow. Jethro. (laughs) Jethro Pet. Aqualung. You are so close, Hank. (laughs) Well, that'd be uh, Bubba Fett. Bubba Fett. Bubba Fett. (laughs) What about his cousin, uh... Oh, Sue Katan. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Bobby Sue. Bobby Sue Katan. That's worth it. <laughs> Luke, I am your uncle father. <laughs> Where does the emperor like to uh, shop for new apprentices? I'm not sure. Is, is there a Michael Jackson correlation in this? For like little boys or no, no. Where does the emperor like to shop for new apprentices? I don't know. Luke goes to the second hand store. At the Darth Mall. The Darth Mall. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> doubles. We had doubles. I don't know double shop, but that one was sticking with me. I'm like, okay, I'll use it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It's oh, a uh, bulk discount. This has been an extra special <laughs> bad Star Wars jokes. They don't get any better. <laughs> Weirder that that, li- that long list that I found. I think we've gone pretty most of the good ones. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to the let's get to the business here because um, <laughs> I got long winded again. I didn't mean to, but. I feel like it's it's okay though because it's rebels and we didn't do a full uh, deep dive series on rebels that it, it it's a little more forgivable here. Um, so yeah, let's get to that. Here we go. Move us over there. Change up the look. There we go. That's the one. <clears throat> 
All right, we're starting tonight with uh, Star Wars Rebels. It is season two, episode uh, 21. This one is called Twilight of the Apprentice, part one. It's uh, written by Dave Filoni, Simon Kinberg, and Stephen Melching. Uh, Stephen Melching, by the way, wrote 43 of the 75 total episodes of Star Wars Rebels, or at least had a co-writing credit. There you go. Uh, he wrote 19 of the 40 episodes of Star Wars Resistance and a combined a total of 55 episodes between Transformers Prime and Transformers Robots in Disguise. He also wrote 40 episodes of the 1998 RoboCop Alpha Commando. Wow. I not remember that. One. That's the animated series where they basically put uh, put him on ice and woke him up like 20 years later. Okay. I don't think I ever saw it. Yeah. I didn't really see it either. Wow. This one's directed by uh, Dave Filoni. It originally aired on uh, March 30th, 2016. We are into Disney Star Wars now. Not that we weren't with the, the final season of Clone Wars, but uh, we're just a few months after the release of The Force Awakens here. Three months, actually. And uh, this is actually, this episode is one of the first media tie-ins with some of that new stuff that was introduced uh, in the, the sequel trilogy. Hmm. which we're going to see tonight. All right. Our, our official description uh, reads Ezra, Kanan and Ahsoka arrive at Malachor, a seemingly dead world and home to an ancient Sith temple, but they are not alone. Paths cross destinies change and fates are fulfilled. A uh, comment coming from uh, TJC who says, I loved rebels. I think it really captured the feel of star Wars with only a sprinkling of the main characters uh, to maintain the timeline. Um, we've said it many times before. I totally agree. How do you, how do you not, how do you exclude rebels when it is quite frankly, some of the best storytelling in the franchise? Once I get you guys broken into rebels, then I'm going to get you broken into the comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, let's get to the episode. Our episode opens uh, with Ezra, Kanan, Ahsoka, and Chopper barreling through hyperspace aboard the Phantom on their way to Melkor. At the back of the shuttle, Ahsoka talks to a hologram of Rex. He's concerned for her, and he tells Ahsoka that she didn't have to go alone. Glancing over at Kanan and Ezra, Ahsoka reminds the venerable clone that she's not alone. Well, there's an interesting dialogue piece here. In fact, I think this is probably one of the most impactful moments of the entire episode. And it's unfortunate that it's right at the beginning. But now that, you know, knowing what happens over this two episode arc, you get a better understanding for why Rex looks so, because oh, like, this is the last time he's going to see her for, for a little while. Yeah. Mm. Um, he says to her that he could have ordered her to take him on the mission. She reminds him that uh, he no longer outranks him. Of course, when his age, he says, well, in my book, experience outranks everything. And without missing a beat, Ahsoka says, well, then I definitely outrank you. <laughs> <laughs> and he just has this like. He looks away. He looks completely downtrodden, like, oh, and I don't think he's insulted by what she just said to him, but it's that whole, like, I should have been there with you, you know, like he's worried about her and rightfully so. A sad look creeps up on Rex's face before he looks back at Ahsoka and he says, may the force be with you. And then the hologram flickers out. 
In the cockpit of the Phantom, Kanan explains to Ezra that Malachor has always been off-limits to Jedi. When Ezra asks why, Kanan says it's because of old legends that were told to younglings back in the Jedi Temple. But then Ahsoka, who's walked into the cockpit, says, there's always a bit of truth in legends. And that line <laughs> is like the tastiest yep. morsel of double entendre in the entire franchise. Yep. Uh, like I said, we, we've just made the transition into Disney Star Wars. And this is not only does this speak to legends within the continuity of, of Star Wars Rebels, but it's it's a nice way of Dave Filoni looking at the camera and saying, I'm going to use whatever I want from now uh, from the rebranded star wars legends yep love it and they've been doing it ever since to great effect uh, i i think anyway while dropping out of hyperspace uh, ezra wonders why yoda would send them here if the planet is off limits and they figure it's because there's knowledge on malachor that will help them stop the inquisitors approaching the surface of malachor chopper picks up another ship but he can't make out what class it is so kanan tells him to track it Piercing the clouds, they approach what looks like a volcanic crater. Inside the crater, it looks like it's covered in volcanic glass, while eight monolithic pillars jut out of the glass, forming a henge-like monument. Now, where have <laughs> we seen that recently? <laughs> henge. Henge-looking thing. <laughs> well, presuming that the other ship went there, Kanan sets the Phantom down inside the crater, but outside the henge. And departing the uh, the Phantom, he tells Chopper to try and get a fix on that ship while he, Ezra, and Ahsoka approach the monoliths by foot. Stepping up to one of the monoliths, Ahsoka sees that the inscriptions on it are written in what she calls the Old Tongue. She can only make out a few words. Now, as Ahsoka tries to translate the runes, Ezra suddenly becomes enthralled with them as some unseen force compels him to touch them. Oblivious to the warning from Ahsoka, he lays his hand on the face of the monolith, and uh, the ruin, uh, sorry, the rune underneath his palm begins to glow red. Snapping out of his stupor, Ezra staggers back as the red glow splinters and cracks down the surface of the stone obelisk to the ground. The volcanic glass shatters, and the three of them fall several hundred feet into a cavern under the surface. A fall that, by all rights, should have killed them, Jedi or not. Well, we've seen Jedi do some crazy things. Yep. But I mean, Ezra lands like like squarely on his face. <laughs> if you do the, if you pause it at the right time, mm -hmm. uh, I did not even attempt to translate this. I actually thought about messaging one of you guys and say, "Hey, you want to take a stab at this?" <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's interesting to point out that this is uh, Urukitat, also referred to as the Old Tongue. It is the runic language of the Sith. Now, this is the canon version of Urkitat. There are older versions of it that appeared uh, back in Dark Horse comics, but they were all completely gibberish. This is the first one to actually be a, a real language that has been developed specifically for, uh, yes. for yeah, for use. Mm -hmm. dee, 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 dee. All right, getting to his feet, Ezra joins Kanan uh, and Ahsoka, as, and he asks, uh, what's that? Ahsoka blurts out, it's a Sith temple, and we cut to the title card. Hey, we can check out, if you look at that image, um, the image of the, the temple, it looks like a giant pyramid. Of course, it's it's underground, and there's a there's a crack in the, the volcanic glass, letting in just enough light to uh, to, to shine down on the, the capstone. But 
if you look off in the distance and this episode, by the way, it's super, super dark, really um, mm. even, even, uh, using, uh, some software to try and brighten the imagery up. It's, uh, some of it's pretty hard to make out, but you can make out that all of the monoliths that were poking through the surface, uh, extend all the way to the lower level that they just happen to be, happen to be standing on. So, yeah. Walking towards the temple, the rebels get a call from Chopper warning them that they might fall through the surface. <laughs> Perfect timing, Chopper. Perfect timing. Uh, Chop also tells them that he's picked up the trail of the mystery ship that they uh, detected earlier. As they approach the pyramidal temple, they pass through ruins reminiscent of uh, ancient Rome. It's almost like it looks like Pompeii. A little bit like, you know, like when they were, yeah, where they were excavating and they were finding like whole bodies that looked like they were flash frozen. frozen. Yeah. Uh, It's very much like that. They even talk about the, like the char. Yeah. Um, Deciding that whatever they're looking at for uh, looking for is in the temple. Kanan issues another warning. If there's a ship, we're not alone. Ezra posits that they're looking for knowledge and asks what, uh, sorry, if they're looking for knowledge, what kind it is. Ahsoka tells him it's the forbidden kind that in order to defeat your enemy, you need to understand them. That's the first time that's going to get spoken this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kanan adds that there's no better place to learn about the Sith than a Sith temple. Little do they know that an Imperial Inquisitor is watching them from the shadows. Now it's the Torellian Django jumper known as the eighth brother we talked about the eighth brother actually just uh last week actually in our trailer breakdown mm-hmm. yes sir entering a clearing in the ruins the rebels see the remains of several bodies now they all look as though they've been flash frozen ezra spots a couple of old lightsabers on the ground and he ignites one of them but it quickly flickers out and there you go that's our link to the force awakens with the the first Melted lightsaber first uh i guess animated appearance of a cross guard uh lightsaber reminiscent of the uh the ben solo design mm-hmm. but the lightsaber the that the uh it uh the batteries lose a charge over time so over time yeah like when you turn on a flashlight after a year or something it lights up one time for five seconds and yeah then then <laughs> You just wrung the battery dry. But that's that's pretty cool. It also sort of uh, would indicate to me that they're like a rechargeable kind of deal. You know, this comes back to our, uh, going back to our lightsaber episode, by the way, Chasing Kyber. It's a, it's a quite an extensive breakdown on lightsabers that we, we did on both Le- Legends lightsabers and Canon. Uh, it, it brings back that question of what exactly is powering the lightsaber? Is mm-hmm. it the power cell or is it the Kyber crystal? Is it a combination of both? I'm not sure anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's powered by plot. (laughs) Mine is USB. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Ahsoka determines that this was a battlefield and that the Jedi must have attacked the Sith temple and the charred bodies are what remains. Now, Kanan says they should keep moving, but then Ezra stops, uh, stops him thinking that the entire uh, planet is a riddle. Pausing, Kanan asks, then what's the question? But before he can answer, the eighth brother who's been shadowing them strikes from the darkness. Outnumbered three to one, the Inquisitor falls back and unleashes a barrage of mini missiles from a wrist gauntlet. The explosion blows a hole in the floor, uh, separating Ezra from Kanan and Ahsoka. But with the Inquisitor getting away, Ezra tells them to go and he'll catch up. 
So Kanan and Ahsoka give chase while the eighth brother helicopters away on his double-bladed spinning lightsaber. Seeing this, I kind of laughed. The... <laughs> yeah. Just the recurring use of it. It's it's really... It's, it's used quite heavily. Yeah. Mm. But again, you know, why didn't we see that in the live action? Yeah. You know, maybe we will. You never know. Who knows? Who knows? Kenobi season two. Ahsoka. That too. In the subterranean levels below the ruins, Ezra picks himself up and he dusts himself off. Then speaking out loud to himself, he says, sure, I'll catch up as soon as I figure out where I am. Then a voice from the shadows calls out, I know where you are. Looking toward the voice, Ezra sees a hooded figure leaning on a cane. Chuckling, he says, you're here with me. Ezra brandishes his lightsaber and orders the figure to stay back. And in an homage to uh, Luke Skywalker meeting Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back, the mystery figure says, please put your weapon away. I mean you no harm. And as the camera closes in, any suspicions you may have had are, are uh, removed, as we can clearly see that this is Maul, and he's uh, playing some kind of ruse here. Yeah, I totally forgot that this was the return of Maul, <laughs> that we actually haven't seen him since when he flew the shuttle out of the Venator. Right, right. Maul tells Ezra that it's been years since his ship crashed and marooned him here, and he stayed alive by scrounging. Ezra says that he'd love to help him, but he has to get back to his friends. Of course, Maul suggests that he can help him. Ezra says that he doubts that. Then Maul asks what brought Ezra here in the first place, but he refuses to tell him. Well, Maul asserts that he came here for knowledge, just as he did years before. Caught off guard by the old man's insight, Ezra surmises that it's uh, it's in the temple. Continuing with the ruse, Maul says he knows the way inside, but he's too old and would need help to open the door. He's not um, wrong. No. But from a point of view. It's true. But, you know, we've, we've had this whole thing about Maul's never really lied. I wonder if he is here. Like, the, the, like certainly, I don't buy that he's been here for years. No? Nope. I don't. What do you think, Hank? Mm. I think he I think, has. Yeah, I, th I mean, I I do think he has. I think the the ship that came is the is either Vader already or it was the, the, Inquisitor. the Inquisitor. I think he's here looking for something. Maybe not years, but he's been there a while. Uh, and we yeah. know he's got a propensity to like embed himself someplace and subsist off the the the, the water dripping out of the walls. If you yeah, know. really, you know. I just find, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of it, but his recovery, as it were, is way too convenient to be, to match the story that I've been here for years. Uh, oh, he's definitely playing up the of old Of course he is. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, that, That's yeah. getting him sympathy from Ezra, right? Yeah. Just yeah. the way Yoda was playing up the prankster. Yeah. That's true. That is true. All right, well, um, sorry, uh, caught off guard by the old man's insight, Ezra surmises it's in the temple. Continuing the ruse, Maul says he knows the way inside, but he's too old and he would need help to open the door. Ezra asks, uh, what's inside? And Maul answers with, help me and find out. Ezra decides to go with Maul, but he orders him to go first. When Maul asks, do you not trust me? Ezra, Ezra replies, I don't know you. Emphatically, Maul says, then let's change that. And he tells Ezra to call him 
old master. And being suspicious, Ezra tells Maul that he can call him Jabba. <laughs> it's a very much Pennywise moment, though, right? What do you mean? Well, like, because Georgie's at the at the mouth of the sewer, and he's like, I can't take my boat back. You're a stranger. Oh, he's yeah. Like, well, I'm Pennywise. So now we're not strangers. Now we're not strangers. Oh, that's an interesting. And, like earning that little. Sure, trust, sure. Right? Well, there's all these little breadcrumbs that are trickled out, like this whole episode, like, which culminates at the end of your episode, Andy. Yeah. Like, but we do see like he's either Ezra is super, super gullible or Maul is just like a master manipulator. And I think yeah. it's a little of a, and a little bit of B, but I we think that, that yeah. he even pulled the floor out. In oh, that I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he had a vision and foresaw that he had to be here at this time for his plan to work. That's this, entirely possible. This is the mall that has, he's already created the criminal empire and, uh, yeah it's crumbled if if it hasn't oh, yeah. crumbled he's you know he this is the guy that survived the fight with sidious this is the guy that's been chopped in half and rebuilt by the mandalorians and by the by the his his mother and um survived that fight with ahsoka that we just covered yeah this this is a whole different mall there's that's why the distinction is 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 not darth mall anymore it's just mall yeah it's just mall yeah. But it's been just mall since, well, since since Dooku, uh, since Dooku yeah. yeah. But this yeah. is this is that. If he was ever a master, this is like he's not. That part of it isn't BS. The old master, right? This, old master, yeah. This is like the pinnacle of Darth Maul. I'll give you that for sure. Yeah. Well, taking the lead, Maul beckons Ezra to follow. Excuse me, to follow him. And together they head out for the Sith Temple. On the upper level, Kanan and Ahsoka chase the fleeing Inquisitor. Kanan says he's never had an Inquisitor run away from him before, and Ahsoka figures it's because he was outnumbered. Kanan says that uh, the Inquisitor did seem surprised, and he thinks that the Inquisitor wasn't looking for them. Stopping the chase, Ahsoka questions, then who was he looking for? Just then, Kanan's comlink goes off, and it's Chopper, telling him he's found the ship that they were tracking. Chopper mutters something incomprehensible, but Kanan, being fully versed in Murderbot, orders Chopper to get the mystery get to the mystery ship and to stop it from taking off, and they'll follow his signal. Now, presumably, Chopper says something to the effect of how dangerous that might be. Uh, then from the other end of the comm link, Kanan says, no, disobeying me is going to be dangerous. Now get going. <laughs> So igniting his central thruster, Chopper takes off and he dives down the hole where the rebels just fell through. Back in the lower levels, Maul and Ezra continue their journey toward the temple. Ezra demands to know how much further. It's almost like a Smurf thing. Come on, how far now, Papa Smurf? How far now, Master? That's right, yeah. Ezra demands to know how much further, and from the tone of his voice, Maul deduces that he's worried about his friends and says that worry is uh, for good reason. Uh, that worry is for good reason because the Inquisitor is powerful. Pausing, Ezra says, uh, you know a lot about Inquisitors, and Maul tells him that they are uh, they and their masters are his enemy. Ezra asks if Maul was once a Jedi, and he tells him no, but I was once a force wielder long, long ago. Ezra asserts that old master must be a Sith. 
But turning inward, Maul says that the Sith took everything from him. They ripped him from his mother's arms. They murdered his brother. They used him as a weapon and then cast him aside and abandoned him. Continuing, Maul tells Ezra that he once had power, but now he has nothing. Surprisingly, or not, depending on your point of view, uh, Ezra has some thimpus, some thimpus, oh my gosh, sympathy. some sympathy towards sympathy Maul. for the devil, <laughs> some sympathy, some sympathy there's for the former there's fifth. There's a t shirt, sympathy for the devil. <laughs> awesome. Maul's not lying there. Yeah, I mean, no, he's not. He's not. I mean, he might say he once had power. Yeah, he's not necessarily talking about force power, but criminal empire. Well, power. I mean, the the uh, it's going to come up the uh, the shadow collective. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and he's good at like you know the half truths and the and the withholding of the like the specific details. The that oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Ezra says, "I know how you feel." And then angrily, Ezra tells Maul how the Empire took away his home, his mother, and father. And crafty as ever, Maul plants the seed within Ezra when he gently says, and now you want revenge. Ezra cries out, I want justice. Maul tells Ezra that he will have it because he's discovered the key to destroying the Sith. Ezra asks if that's the knowledge inside the temple, and Maul tells him, yes, it is. The temple holds secrets of the Sith that have been buried with the dead for thousands of years. Then arriving at the foot of the, of the foot of a staircase leading up to the temple, Ezra asks, and you'll share this knowledge with me? Patronizingly, Maul gushes, yes, yes, of course. Then the two set out once more, but only this time it's uh, Ezra that takes the lead. It's a very interesting change, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, from at lightsaber point, like you go in front of me, I don't trust you to, oh, okay, I'll go first. You're willing to share. Yeah. I'll give you a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Circling the cavern by air, Chopper comes across an Inquisitor tie advanced. Setting down on top of the uh, the fighter, he narrowly avoids getting sliced in half when the eighth brother hurls his lightsaber at him. But it's of little consequence as Chopper plops down into the cockpit and takes control of the ship, just as Kanan and Ahsoka catch up with them. Lifting the ship into the air, Chopper fires the tie cannons at the Inquisitor. One of the blasts manages to clip the eighth brother and knocks him down which is enough to let Kanan and Ahsoka uh, take him into custody at lightsaber point. At the top of the staircase, Ezra and Maul find themselves facing a triangular-shaped door. Maul calls the entire structure a place of worship for some and an engine of destruction for others, concluding with their prize is at the center. Ezra asks how to get in, and Maul tells him that Two people must lift the stones. No more, no less, because that is the way of the Sith. With his uh, suspicions raised, Ezra says, You seem to know a lot about the Sith. But Maul casually assuages his concerns by telling Ezra, To defeat your enemy, you must know your enemy. Even practice their beliefs. Ezra says his master wouldn't approve of the last bit, prompting Maul to tell Ezra, then he is doomed to fail. Turning his attention back to the door, Maul asks for help, and Ezra reaches out with the Force to try and lift it. Struggling with the door, uh, Ezra drops it in defeat because, in his words, it's too heavy. 
But Maul continues his manipulation as he tells Ezra that his anger is a wellspring and he must use it. That passion gives you strength and through strength you gain power. He finishes by telling Ezra that he must break his chains. Well, turning his attention back to the door, Ezra unleashes his anger and the door slowly slides open. But as he and the old master pass through, they are met by yet another door sealed just like the last one. Well, then Maul reaches into the force and binding it to his will, he lifts the door in front of them while Ezra continues to hold the one behind them. Maul tells Ezra to release it, and the two of them move forward, alternately lifting and releasing the remaining three doors to the temple's inner chamber. Ezra drops to his knees in exhaustion while Maul kneels beside him as he tells him that unless you take risks to do what must be done, there will always be limits to his abilities, and he should seize the knowledge and power so he doesn't end up like him. Don't end up like me, sonny. It's kind of funny. There's like four doors when he's like, oh, you know, two, no more, no less. Yeah. You'd figure they'd go with two doors. but Or like an odd number. Yeah. Yeah. And like the parallels between this moment here and back the last episode on Lothal, where it took two to raise the Jedi temple. Yeah. It's very similar, right? Like uh, they both shop at the same lock place, I guess. Well, I mean, you know, all from the same text, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, and the same, like, uh, ancient source. Yeah. Same ancient source. And plus, uh, Rise of Skywalker would have been boring if Palpatine's corpse had said, I am both the Sith. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I am both. <laughs> All right. Well, getting back to his feet, the boy, having now placed some trust in Old Master, confesses that his real name is Ezra. Reflecting on the revelation, Old Master says he once had a name that he no longer remembers. That's an interesting plot point. Mm-hmm. That he actually would have had a name. Wow. Yeah, fully. Darth yeah. Vader isn't Darth Vader. Yeah, Anakin Skywalker, right? Before, yeah. Um, then taking down his hood, he glares at Ezra as he reveals that he is now just called Maul. And that's where his voice changes, isn't it? Yeah, it goes back to sort Finally of the... Uh, yeah, he drops the old yeah, man act. The old man yeah. act right yeah. there. Yeah. On the upper level, Kanan and Ahsoka interrogate the Inquisitor. Kanan says this is the fourth Inquisitor that they've encountered, and he asks, how many are there? The eighth brother scoffs as he says, there's more than enough to take care of you, and there's nothing that can save you. Kanan and Ahsoka figure out that the Inquisitor wasn't actually hunting them, and when they ask him who it is that they're after, the eighth brother chuckles as he says, a shadow. (laughs) There's another one. You know, uh, Maul mm-hmm. once having power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's a, again, there's a double entendre. Not only is it talk about the Shadow Collective, but presumably that, you know, Maul has been literally living in the shadows. He survived yeah. the purge. He survived yeah. the entire rise of the empire. He's right. He's like, he thrived. He, he, he did exactly what he said he was going to do in that, that uh, Clone Wars finale. And that's thrive. Yeah. Yeah. The chaos. Inside the temple, Maul and Ezra reach the central chamber where a holocron sits suspended in a pyramid-shaped monolith at the center of the room. Ezra recognizes it for what it is, and Maul tells him that this one is a Sith holocron, and it holds the secrets of the Sith. 
But the monolith is situated on a platform several meters from Ezra and Maul, and it's separated by an infinitely deep pit that is impossible to jump across. Maul says that retrieving the holocron is a test that only someone who is willing to risk oblivion is worthy of claiming it. And in an unexpected turn of events, it's Ezra that comes up with the idea to jump into the void and to have Maul force push him the rest of the way. Ezra insists they can do it. And they do. Ezra leaps into the chasm, assisted by Maul with a force push. But it's not enough, and Ezra begins to fall. But not before Maul reaches back to deliver another push, sending Ezra skidding to a halt just beside the pyramid. Getting to his feet, Ezra approaches the holocron and plucks it from its resting place and presents it proudly to the old master. But the removal of the holocron has triggered something within the temple. Outside, Kanan and Ahsoka turn as the pyramid begins to glow and the top starts to retract into the structure. With the rebels distracted, the Inquisitor takes the opportunity to press a button on his gauntlet. Kanan orders Chopper to get back to the Phantom and prepare the ship to leave. Then Ahsoka drags the Eighth Brother to his feet and the three of them head off towards the temple. Inside the holocron chamber, the central monolith is uh, struck by colored lightning as it begins to rise up out of the floor like a giant lightning rod carrying Ezra with it. Maul shouts at Ezra, jump! But Ezra says he won't make it. Looking up, Ezra sees a giant ball of uh, coalescing energy crackling with a glow, uh, growing intensity. Outside, Kanan and the others stop to observe the receding capstone. Kanan wonders out loud, why do I know Ezra's involved in this somehow? <laughs> As the platform continues to rise towards the energy ball, Maul calls for Ezra to trust him. With the alternative being uh, death by incineration, Ezra leaps off the platform and plummets into the chasm below. But Maul, keeping to his word, catches the boy and pulls him to safety. Now, he catches the holocron, and catches, Ezra just doesn't let go. <laughs> he full-on catches fully, Ezra by the waist, and Ezra's laying there, like, arched back. And when he oh, starts really? to pull him back, he pulls him by the wrist, by the yeah. by the holocron. And you, there's the this holocron. moment of, like... Almost hesitation, yeah. where it's like, is he going to drop him? The holocron's or? what he wants. Yeah. So yeah, when fully. he, and you see that moment where he's got him by the hand, um, you're like, are you going to drop him? And it, you really feel like, like Ezra's in real danger here. So it's kind of a surprise when he plucks him out of the, the pit and actually leaves the holocron in his possession, mm -hmm. which I thought was, wow. But at the same time, how far of a vision did he see? That's a good question. Well, there's, yeah. We'll talk about it at the stuff, end of the, the next Andy's, episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll talk like, oh. about it at the end of Andy's episode, but the, these two episodes scare the shit out of me in terms of the future of Ezra Bridget. <laughs> they do. They really do. Outside, Kanan, Ahsoka, and the eighth brother arrive at the triangular temple door. Kanan is certain that Ezra is inside, but he also knows that Ezra could not have opened the door. Ahsoka adds, not without help. Just then, Kanan's comlink chimes in its chopper, warning them that they have company. The eighth brother begins to laugh as then uh, as the fifth brother and the seventh sister float in on their spinning lightsabers. It's a mouthful and I'm not going to lie. The number of times like using these characters names to describe them. It's like 
it's it's number it's number soup it's it doesn't work very well in terms of scripting this but it's the only way i know seven eight nine yeah Han and sarah michelle geller that's right yeah this is uh spanish han though not asian han there you go (laughs) all right kanan and ahsoka lock blades with the fifth brother while the seventh sister lands behind them and cuts the binders off of the eighth brother who in turn uses the force to retrieve his lightsaber from Kanan's belt. Then the fifth brother shoves both Ahsoka and Kanan back before closing the distance. And now the three inquisitors have the two rebels surrounded inside the temple. Maul and Ezra approach the door. Ezra fumbles with the holocron, like it's some kind of Rubik's cube as he asks how to open it. Maul tells him that you have to be a Sith or at least think like one to open it that it also has other uses. Then, taking the holocron from Ezra, he inserts it into a triangular recess in the wall. The stone slab in front of them then begins to slide open as Maul says, Sith holocrons are keys that can open many doors. (laughs) Love the metaphor. Removing the holocron from the recess, Maul drops it back into Ezra's hands. Together, they walk through the entrance tunnel, and when the, when the final door slides open, Ezra sees Kanan and Ahsoka locked in a fierce battle with the three Inquisitors. Igniting his lightsaber, Ezra rushes forward. The new arrivals are enough to trigger a lull in the battle as each participant takes in the new development. Kanan shouts at Ezra, who in turn gestures at Maul, saying, I brought help! Ahsoka looks and is so stunned to see him that she blurts his name out loud, Maul. The Inquisitors look at the Zabrak as the eighth brother whispers, The Shadow. And as the door slides shut from behind him, Maul utters, What fun! as he begins to laugh maniacally. <laughs> <laughs> what fun! Cut to black. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh. This these two episodes as a pair are absolutely like unhinged yeah. nuts. Yeah. Um, as far as this one goes for uh the, the development of Ahsoka, I mean that that tender bit with Rex at the beginning was the thing that hit me the most. Yeah. Um it's you know, did Rex was he, you know, intuition. And maybe yeah. that's just a a a, man, a different yeah. manifestation of the force in this case, it but like be. It goes so different if you follow that through line too. If he goes with her yeah. and he stays with her. Vader oh yeah. Killed. He's not. Yeah. He's not coming out of this. No. Vader he's not coming out of this. All right. Um, but they did air the same day. Both in, episodes. In, in a one hour. Block. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Cause this would have been the, uh, this would have been the finale of the season. Right. Yep. Yeah. So I suppose we should move on to the next Moving one. Moving on, uh, Twilight of the Apprentice, part, part two. Uh, part two uh, with you, Andy. Yeah. All right. So season two, episode 22, Twilight of the Apprentice, part two, uh, directed by Dave Filoni. And this one is written by Dave Filoni and Simon Kinberg. So just them. And like we said, it also aired March 30th, 2016. March 30th, yeah. And the synopsis for this one reads, Kanan, Ezra, Ahsoka, and their ally face the inquitor, uh, Inquisitors until Vader arrives. Ally. Yeah, like they're hiding it at this point. Their ally. But this episode, it picks up right on the heels of part one as our three rebels face down oh, does the it Inquisitors ever. in front of the Sith Temple on Malachor. And Maul emerges from the shadows and the Inquisitors note that uh, Darth Maul is alive. But he corrects them. It's just Maul now. Yeah. 
And Ezra insists that they can trust him, but Kanan is against it. And Maul says he'll let his actions speak for him. And then igniting his dual-bladed saber, he leaps into battle with the three Inquisitors. And at Ezra's beckon, the three rebels finally join in. Yeah, he's like, what are we waiting for? Yeah. And then dives in. And when the seventh sister asks if they have the artifact, Maul tells them they'll know soon enough. And this is enough to cause the Inquisitors to retreat. And when Ahsoka asks Maul what game he's playing, he tells her the end game. Yeah. Or at least his end game. His end game, yeah. Yeah. We cut to the Rebels title card, and then we cut back and Maul cites that his enemy is their enemy. And he has his own reasons to topple the Empire. Plus, Vader is coming. And when Kanan asks how he knows this, Maul tells him that his dogs will inform him of their presence. His dogs, the Inquisitors. Yeah, and he won't be able to resist. Two Jedi's, a part timer, and himself. Mm-hmm. And remember, one of one of his things at the end of the Clone Wars was to lure, uh, lure Anakin there to 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 take away. Uh, oh, yeah, his his, new, uh, his apprentice. apprentice. So yeah, that, that's still he's still luring Vader there because he thinks he can defeat him. It's an interesting thought too. You know, like the the two of them squaring off. Yeah. Oh. But the next line that comes up here kind of counters that. But sure. again, is he being truthful? Uh, Kanan cuts him off, telling him there is no us, and he's still not convinced they're all on the same side. But Ezra shows Kanan and Ahsoka the holocron, noting Maul helped him get it from the temple. Ezra asks Ahsoka, isn't that why we're here, to gain knowledge? But Ahsoka tells him that no Jedi could open the holocron, and Maul interjects that he could access the temple by placing, or he could access it by placing the holocron in the obelisk at the top and he could unlock the knowledge that he seeks. And Ahsoka questions why Maul is so keen to keep them there, and he humbly admits he can't beat Vader alone. Hmm. So is he lying there? Or? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't He's think not so. lying, but his, his mandate is still like to, to, to remove the Emperor's yeah. like, I mean, if, if he if, wants if, to be the preeminent guy, Dark Force user in the yeah, galaxy, oh, yeah. His, yeah. He, he is still... I talked about him being the master and stuff, but he's still that like tossed away apprentice. And he's, he's still like wants to prove his worth by killing Palpatine. Yeah. Like he can regain favor or something. Yeah. At the same time though, if, if let's just hypothesize for a second that the four of them were to take on Vader and, you know, they were to be killed in the process. It's just one less thing for him to do later. True. I that's I think they win that fight actually. Four yeah. of them on Vader? Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess it depends. You know what? The plot will tell you. Again, mm. I don't even want to get into that. But mm. I mean, we've we've seen varying degrees. We've seen different shades of Vader. You know, Vader yeah. who's stopped by rubble falling on him versus like I'm just gonna hold this starship oh, here yeah, for a second. We've seen Maul rip the hyperdrives up, well, like I mean, like unleashed, everyone unleashed. Yeah. Ezra, yeah. for God's sakes, yeah. completely untrained. Just like I'm gonna just Ride a pergle through space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Ezra, oh. he looks to Kanan voicing that they should stay. But Kanan counters with, he doesn't think so. And Maul scolds him, calling them cowards for wanting to run away when what they seek is so close. And Ezra asks again, and Kanan looks to Ahsoka, who gives him a nod. Or reluctantly, he radios Chopper, telling him that they're staying for a bit. Maul joyfully exclaims, we're on the same team then. But Kanan bluntly tells him just to get to the top of the temple. 
And as they move off, a seeker droid emerges from the shadows. The seeker droid begins listening in and sending the rebels conversation back to the inquisitors where they learn Ezra does have the holocron and the eighth brother claims he will retrieve it and flies off with his saber. And the fifth brother moves to follow, but the seventh sister stops him telling him, let the eighth brother thin them out and then we'll claim Vader's prize. Back at the temple, Kanan asks how they got up or how to get up there. But Maul lays his hand on the structure and a corner pillar begins to slide into the ground. And once at their level, Maul and Ezra step aboard. But Kanan moves on board as well. And Maul tells him only two, no more, no less. But Kanan tells him he and Ezra are a package and shoves Maul off. Yeah, you can take the next one. Yeah, asking Ahsoka <laughs> if she'll be fine with Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah, Ahsoka nods and Kanan and Ezra begin to ascend the temple. And Kanan, he tries to tell Ezra that Maul is just using him. But Ezra is defiant, saying, you know, Maul sees my potential and you won't let me access it, basically. It's an interesting one, you know, to, to chew on because that becomes sort of the, the, one of the, pro, the prominent themes in the next season is, is the relationships between Ezra and these two characters, because he doesn't really abandon either one of them completely, you know, like it's this going back and forth. Mm. So it's weird. It's, it's weird to go back and watch it now and, and revisit how that, how he started going down that weird road. Super similar to the way Anakin speaks about Obi-Wan to Padme in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's overjudgmental. He never lets me use my full potential. He never lets me use my power to the way I want it's, to use it. It's yeah. almost like the uh, that Maul fills the role of Palpatine to Ezra in this, the same way that you know Palpatine was Anakin's friend. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like if, you, if you've friendship. ever had two bosses, it's like having two fathers, especially oh, when yeah. you conflicting marching orders, you know. So <laughs> yeah. you got to pick the ones that make sense to you. That's and that's right. what kids will do when their parents are fighting. They'll yeah. pick the, yeah. you know, mom said I can go to the party. Well, dad said I could go to the beach. So I'm going to yeah. go to the party. Go that's that's the party. where all the drinking is. <laughs> yeah. As they reach the top, though, Ezra calls out and uh, it's too late. The third in, or the eighth brother flies in and kicks Kanan, knocking him down. Ezra stands his ground, but the Inquisitor kicks him over the edge, leaving him hanging by one hand. And he approaches him and demands the holocron before deactivating his saber blade. And he starts up this saw type attachment on it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit excessive, but get a good look at uh, the eighth brother here. We were talking about uh, him and. Uh who is the mystery inquisitor in Ahsoka. And we were talking about the physiology of the Torellian Django jumpers. Mm. Get a real good look at the, uh, the forked uh, toed feet and the what, yeah. three, four fingered hands here. Mm. So like nightcrawler from the, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But just in the nick of time, uh, Maul calls out for Ezra distracting the inquisitor before leaping at him, dual blade lit and Marl force pushes the inquisitor off the edge and he flies away. Maul then pulls Ezra up and Ahsoka helps Kanan up. And, Flies uh, away yeah. again. Yep. <laughs> With the threat eliminated uh, for the moment, they all look skyward and see the other two Inquisitors flying next to the temple up uh, one more level. And Kanan notes that they're on to the plan. And Maul suggests, well, we need a new plan then. Let's split up and go up the temple from both sides. That way, the Inquisitors will have to divide their forces as well. And he also suggests that Ezra go with him 
<clears throat> excuse me, as that's the logical choice. And I got to say, how is that the logical choice? I, I got to say, it, going back to, you know, they'll have to split their forces as well. Um, there's four of you and three of them. If you guys split up, that becomes two. I'll keep my three people together and we'll just pick you off two groups. Yeah. <laughs> done and done. Math isn't quite right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I get it. Except I get that it. I feel like maybe with the exception of Ezra, every single one of them by themselves could probably handle. Well, that's true <laughs> as well. Yeah. But Kanan unhappily relents. You were going to say Hank? Oh, I was going to say, except maybe Kanan because he's not. He hasn't become himself yet, which happens in season. Three. Well, listen, I don't want to take anything away from Ezra, and I don't want to take anything away from Andy because we're going to get there. But I mean, Ezra does, uh, you know, get the line, then you'll die braver than most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's given good given line, that he man. went toe to toe for just That's a few a seconds, <laughs> came out. It's a good line. Yeah, but uh, Kanan unhappily relents, and Ahsoka tells him Ezra will be fine. And when Kanan asks how she knows this, she replies, because you trained him. Yeah. And that echoes what we heard back from Plo Koon when Anakin. Uh, oh, that's right. Was kidnapped by the that's Trandoshans, right. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. As they go up the lift, Maul tells Ezra that the dark side fights without mercy and he must find that strength within himself. And Ezra cites that Kanan always said fighting was a last resort. But Maul places a hand on his shoulder and asks if he can count on him. Yeah. Ezra remains silent. And as they reach the top and depart, a seeker droid floats up behind them. And a moment later, they're surrounded by them and they begin to deflect plasma blasts back at the other droids, taking them out one by one. Really upsetting the seventh sister. I think they were like her pets. Yeah. 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 She brought them all, apparently. Yeah. But as they dispatch the droids, Ezra, he has to duck because a saber comes flying in and looking upward as it returns to its uh, owner. The seventh sister looms above them. Buffy the Inquisitor. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. <laughs> a comment from TJC here. Oh, uh, okay. thinks like me. Well, you think like me, TJC. Well, TJC. TJC uh, says, "Isn't the mysterious Inquisitor called Merrick?" Which, incidentally, is Star Killer's name, Galen Merrick. Coincidence? I don't think so. Um, we talked about that last week when we were doing the trailer breakdown and, and it, although the spelling is different, it's, it's Maroc M A R R O K Maroc, but close, but it sure does sound an awful lot like Merrick. Um, we did do a short video on that as well. So you can, you can always check that out. In fact, I probably will link it in this, uh, in the description afterwards. Nice. Maul and Ezra, they rush up the stairs towards her. And on the other side of the temple, Ahsoka and Kanan hear the sounds of battle, remarking that that doesn't sound good. But before they can do anything about it, the fifth brother is waiting for them at the top of the lift. Ahsoka leaps over and engages the fifth brother from behind. And uh, the eighth brother flies in behind Kanan and kicks him. But Kanan springs back up and all four commence their dueling. Back on the other side of the temple, though, Ezra reaches the top first and strikes hard against the seventh sister, while Maul coaches him, telling him, use his anger and passion. Ezra pushes the seventh sister back, and Maul uses this break to use the force and choke her into the air. Maul tells Ezra to strike her down and finish it, and the seventh sister looks on in horror, but Ezra, he hesitates and tells Maul he can't which brings a smile to her face, but it's short-lived as Maul 
angrily hurls his lightsaber at her, killing her instantly. Her body falls limp to the ground, and Maul tells Ezra that the next time he hesitates, it might cost him his life. Yeah. And then he almost switches gears. Or that yeah, of yeah. your friends. Or that yeah, of your yeah, friends. Yeah. Like scolding that's, that's and then crazy yeah. Palpatine style kind of yeah. move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But there's no time to waste, though, as they hear the battle on the other side and they rush up a flight of stairs and see Ahsoka and Kanan fighting below with the Inquisitors. Above, Maul catches sight of a shadow moving across the surface and Ezra asks what it is, but Maul tells him it's nothing. Maul then tells Ezra he'll help them while Ezra continues on to the top and activates the temple and gains the knowledge he seeks. Ezra looks below a moment and makes the choice to trust Maul, telling him he'll meet him at the top. And with that, Maul ignites his blade and leaps to the terrace below, striking the Inquisitors with lightning speed. The two rebels exchange a glance before they join the fray again as well. For a guy that was subsiding on, as you oh, said, Hank, water, <laughs> you know, condensation <laughs> off the walls, <laughs> he sure did recover pretty quickly. Like, Where's your cane, bud? You dropped fast. your cane. This is why I'm like, I mean, he has not been here that long. There's no way he comes in at this level of, of peak performance uh, having been here for that long. Unless even if he being the charred he, bodies, yeah. even if he has <laughs> been there, uh, that, Jedi? that was all a ruse. That was all, yeah, just to yeah, yeah. Make make him think you're weak where you're strong. Yeah, yeah. Pretty quickly, Ahsoka strikes the uh, fifth brother's lightsaber out of his hand, and instantly Maul moves in for the kill, slashing the fifth cro- or fifth brother across the abdomen. His body falls to the ground, and meanwhile. Kanan has managed to strike the hilt of the eighth brother who uh, being thoroughly outnumbered moves to escape. Yeah. Time to go. But mid flight, his lightsaber overloads and explodes. Causing, Splits uh, in half. Splits yeah, into two pieces. Awesome yeah. yeah. I quite like that. Yeah, Causing the inquisitor to fall presumably to his death. Presumably. Now he does fall, but he just falls out of frame and yeah. we just assume that. Yeah. Maybe Mace he's window dead, maybe style. he's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mace window style. And if I'm not mistaken, don't they use the Wilhelm scream there? It sounded to me like it was or part a variation of, a, yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But with this battle won, Maul looks to the top of the temple. And Kanan asks, Where's Ezra? But Maul slyly says, You mean my apprentice? Yeah. My oh, apprentice. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, the rebels exchange a glass, but before they can react, Maul's already swinging and he catches Kanan across the eyes and he oh. falls to the ground in pain. So like, damn, I forgot that point. Yeah. <laughs> Maul rushes to strike again, but Ahsoka catches the strike and baring her teeth, she forces the former Sith back. Maul tells them that his new apprentice is currently activating the temple or more accurately, this battle station. Yeah which he will use to exact his revenge on all his enemies. What? Another super weapon? No, right? They just got these things stashed everywhere. <laughs> He's crazy Sith, man. Yeah. yeah. This this thing's probably a lot like the Star Forge. Probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. And do we think this thing was priorly activated and that's what caused everybody to flash fry like in Pompeii? <laughs> that's a good... That's a, I like would Maybe that is the end result because it says, you know, it has the power to take life. Well, yeah. and the fact that I mean, it's in a crater. Back so maybe in part it one, maybe in part one, the the bodies, a lot of them, they don't look like they were because Ahsoka makes a point of saying like thousands of years ago, the Jedi attacked the temple, and there are people like in like full on crouch, like they're still yeah. running or walking, yeah. like yeah. nobody looks like they're like dying in pain, like it happened Flash so frozen. fast. Yeah, hmm. maybe it was the uh, 
the temple the orb weapon thing yeah but meanwhile ezra he's finally reached the top of the temple and he enters in and spots a hovering dagger shaped receptacle made of two halves yeah using the force he levitates the holocron into the center of the two parts and it activates the corners of the holocron detach and energy starts to arc and a voice asks who has activated the holocron and as replies it was him and he was told this was the key to knowledge the voice asks if he knows what knowledge is and Ezra asks it to tell him and it responds knowledge is power then a large blast of energy radiates from the center and a beam shoots skyward uh, below at the side of this though Ahsoka and Maul's duel pauses and Maul cries out the power will be mine Ezra will be mine and there is nothing you can do to stop me but as Ahsoka is having none of it and she resumes the battle and Kanan still on the ground, he searches for his lightsaber and finding it, he picks it up and he finds a mask as well from a fallen warrior with narrow slits for eye holes. Oddly enough, it's very reminiscent of a temple, guard. temple guardian uh, helmet, yep. <laughs> which like, how bad is it? How important is it when the temple guardians are going on an assault? Yeah. Again, yeah. the power of whatever this was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's 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 symbolic that the the temple guard knights him and that he takes up that mantle now. Isn't that something? Yeah. Because yeah. like more than any other, when we t- when we talk about the role playing game and the different the different uh, the two, that's all they give. Well, I guess yep. the consular, but the 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 guardian uh, style Jedi, and I sure. think more than any 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 Jedi in canon, he exemplifies that. Uh, the Jedi uh, uh, guardian. Jedi guardian, and yeah. so yeah, temple guard, guardian, half mask. It's it's beautiful. It's beautifully yeah. written. Yeah, yeah. Ahsoka continues to duel Maul, striking and dodging before leaping to a near set of stairs. And Maul asks, "Is she running again?" But with a smile, she tells Maul, "If you want to finish their duel, you'll have to deal with him first. Oh, yeah. And Maul turns to find Kanan standing there. In the almost featureless mask, I got a little like Vega from like uh, Street Fighter vibes. Bit, yeah. But then I go, I go like, that's interesting that he's adopting a reverse grip, which is not. This is so not Kanan. Yeah, but because he's never fought any other way than what his master told him. Yeah, he's he's literally like, oh, I'm going to fight like Ahsoka now. It's yeah, it's pretty cool. He tells Ahsoka to go get Ezra, and she nods and rushes upwards. Maul looks at Kanan and tells him he'll make it quick. But Kanan ignites his saber and tells Maul he had his chance. And Maul, he approaches slowly. And we get this really great little series of Kanan using his other senses. Oh, yeah. Anticipating yeah, yeah. where and when. And as Maul moves to strike, he blocks it. It's uh, anybody see Blind Fury with Rutger Hauer? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. So Rutger Hauer is a blind uh, swordsman in that movie. It's It's pretty cool. It's and pretty like cool. kind of similar vibes. Neo in the Matrix. A vigilante. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah. The katana. yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. He blocks again as Maul throws uh, a punch and Kanan catches his fist, throwing Maul oh. towards the edge. And Maul trips on one of the bodies of the fallen and ends up yeah, tumbling tosses him right over. Oh. Yeah, falls off the edge of the pyramid and Kanan drops to a knee and just then Chopper radios to him. Kanan relays that they need a pickup, but Chopper tells him he spotted an incoming TIE fighter. And inside the temple, the voice tells Ezra, it's been waiting for him. Yep. Ezra asks, what's happening? 
and the voice tells him it's the power to destroy life, and it's at his command. Ezra exclaims, this isn't what he wanted, but the voice responds that if he doesn't want it, maybe the one who approaches will claim it. Not going to lie, that uh, obelisk at the middle looks an awful lot like the Sun Crusher. Hmm. Mm-hmm. For any mm-hmm. of you Legends fans out there, remember what the Sun Crusher looks like. It might that, be on a much uh, smaller scale. Yeah. That last frame may be the best visual in all. Oh, my stars. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Ezra rushes towards the edge, calling for Ahsoka and Ezra, saying Maul tricked them and the temple is a weapon. But Ezra is blinded by a light and in front of him, a TIE fire fighter hovers closer with Darth Vader yep. on top. TIE advanced X1. Who, you know, I mean, who doesn't ride their TIE fighter into battle standing on the, on the, on the ball cockpit? <laughs> that means that while he's doing all this other yeah. stuff, he's flying, he's flying, flying it with the force. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ah! <laughs> that's why Moff Gideon didn't do the same visual with the dark saber. <laughs> it's it honestly why they cut up. that scene out of Rogue One too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Vader leaps off the ship. And Ezra ignites his blade and Vader asks him how he was able to activate the temple. But Ezra tells him he's smart. You figure it out. And Vader counters that it's no matter as the power within will soon serve the empire as he blocks Ezra's strikes with ease. Ezra tells Vader he's not afraid of him, but Vader responds. Here it is. And you will die braver than most. And there oh. it goes. Yeah. Oh. Ezra blocks a downward strike, but. Two more swings, and Vader has destroyed Ezra's saber. And Vader moves in for the kill, saying perhaps he was wrong about uh, Ezra's bravery. But from behind him, Ahsoka calls out, it wouldn't be the first time that he was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And this causes Vader to lower his blade. And turning, he sees Ahsoka standing there. And Ahsoka gives him a very steely glance here. Vader tells her that their meeting was foretold. And Ahsoka rebuts that, well, she's glad she gave him something to look forward to. Your, our meeting was foretold. Did the Emperor predict that? Maybe. You know, it's the Emperor again, who's always talking about, I have foreseen it. Yeah, but at the same time, Anakin was having visions, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, the Apprentice lives too, right? Yeah, Are yeah. You certain? The yeah, the Apprentice lives. Yeah. yeah. But Vader, he deactivates his saber and tells Ahsoka that they need not be enemies. And the Emperor would show her mercy if she reveals the location of the remaining Jedi. But mercy. Angrily. Oh. <laughs> angrily. Ahsoka tells him there are no Jedi. There's you, a, and, you and your Inquisitors have seen to that. There's a fan fiction for you. Uh, Ahsoka becomes the, the Grand Inquisitor. But mm. You think he doesn't straight up do the the the, the offer? Because like, every Sith, oh, when they absolutely does the offer. So do you think yeah. he knows? It, joy. He uh, take it. Yeah. He Join says, me and we can know, destroy the Emperor. He doesn't give her that offer. He gives her the like, be my prisoner, and I'm sure we'll be lenient. On we can work something out. <laughs> like ho- hoping, you know, maybe we can delay this thing until you're on my side, kind of action. Yeah, yeah. I, I, door, I, I really think he's got to know that she's too pure to to make that direct offer. I would think, yeah, yeah. But Vader turns away and postures that uh, maybe Ezra will confess what she will not. And Ahsoka confesses she thought she knew who was under the mask, but it's impossible. Her master could never be as vile as the man standing before her. Now, Ezra is witness to that. So you think he's putting that together? I don't know. Yes. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, I guess you could get into some non sort of character bits, like what's going in his head. Like, is he traumatized by it? Is he too, is he terrified? Like, but I, I'd have to say just that like, yes, (laughs) yes. Holy crap. This guy, who at this point, Ezra believes is an inquisitor in his head somewhere. He's like, that's the guy in the hologram. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He believed he was an inquisitor the first time around. Yeah. Sorry. But Vader turns and tells her Anakin Skywalker was weak, so he destroyed him. And again, same as the Obi-Wan. I like, destroyed I him. Destroyed Anakin yeah, you can't Skywalker. mess with that now, and especially when it's something that Dave had a hand in writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at this moment, Absoro, or, uh, Asoro overcomes Ahsoka, and she's like, you know, visibly broken. But it doesn't last because she sternly tells Vader she will avenge her master's death. That's interesting too. I will avenge. Yeah. And Vader replies that revenge is not the Jedi way, but Ahsoka uh, counters with, I am no Jedi. Uh, like, which takes like me back. Right. Top 10 lines of all time. Or in it this takes episode. me back to that. <laughs> that. We had a discussion when we were reviewing the Mandalorian. Did we, did we think that she had come back to the fold and watching this episode? I'm like, no, I, no. I don't think she no. really did. But, I think in terms of her, like, I think it's what it means to be a Jedi has been redefined. Oh, absolutely. It has. Yeah. And maybe by the time Luke shows up for Grogu, it could be. But even Luke, who's trying to restore the Jedi order is, is, is trying to do it. He's trying, he's trying to revive the, the dead thing, right? Like where she's not. No, I know this is the road to Ahsoka show, but nobody gets it more right than Kanan Jarrus, in my opinion. That's the biggest take home from all of Rebels. He's the greatest Jedi. Quite possibly, yeah. Of all. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Jedi that was able to have attachments and not be corrupt. He figured it out. He never once strays to the dark side. Never once. Nope. Never no. once. The whole idea of being tempted is never part of his narrative at all. Right. Yeah. Get emotional. <laughs> it's okay. It's but okay. back here, uh, our two combatants ignite their blades and ready themselves. And Ahsoka moves first, and she's displaying the same speed Maul was. If oh, yeah. Faster. She's, yeah. And she leaps into battle, striking hard and dodging Vader's various strikes. Crossing her blade, she blocks them and then force pushes Vader right across the room, causing him to slide across the floor. And Vader, he looks up, but Ahsoka's already coming at him again. And he blocks her strike, but she flips over him, landing behind. And he turns and strikes again, but again, she blocks him. Vader begins to advance, but she flips backwards and avoiding all strikes and leading him away from the center of the temple. The two continue out, leaving Ezra behind in the chamber on the floor. And as he looks on, he admits he needs more training. (laughs) And of course, just to remind you that, oh, this is still, you know, ostensibly for kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I need more more training. training. But his thoughts quickly return to the holocron behind him. Ezra moves to grab it, but a blast of energy knocks him backwards on the floor. And from across the room, Kanan, led by Chopper, tells him it takes a master and an apprentice. Ezra asks what happened, but Kanan tells him he'll explain it later. And then he orders Chopper to go get the ship and ready it. And Ezra asks again, you know, what happened? But he says, uh, 
it's not important right now. Guide me to the holocron. So Ezra does take some by the shoulder and they walk over to it. And as they walk, Kanan asks where Ahsoka is, but Ezra tells him she's with Vader. And outside on the terrace, uh, Vader forces Ahsoka back and once more, or she stumbles a moment, but she steadies herself and they lock blades and just glare at each other. Vader forces her back and once more she stumbles, but this time Vader force pushes her over the edge and he stares down only a moment before turning his attention back to the temple. Uh, do we think he force pushed her over the edge here to avoid having to finish the battle? Hmm. Man, I don't know. Cause like my gut feeling, my initial like is no, no, no. It was just the flow of the battle. Just get her out of the way for now. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, he, he's winning anyway. I mean, she's going yeah. really toe to toe, but she's laboring now. He's not laboring at all. And th- his priority is the weapon. So mm. like, yeah, he, if he can make it to the weapon, for sure he wins. There's no doubt that he wins. So that's yeah. sort of like it, that. That's him being a good Sith there, actually. Uh, you know, in terms of putting his personal, I could jump over the edge and go for the kill and and, and finish my apprentice, but I'd rather yeah, do my yeah. master's bidding. Because mm. you could look at it from like I don't want to finish her off. So if I get her out of the way, I can do my master's bidding without having to eliminate her. This and is, deal with her at a later point, right? That's true, yeah. I maybe, but I don't I think we're we're way past that wishy-washy Vader that we saw in in Obi-Wan. And I don't mean wishy-washy in terms of his power, but wishy-washy like I think that that fight in Kenobi is where he gives up the ghost. Yeah, it's like it, the the, that's, the, that's the remaining bits of Anakin, Anakin Skywalker are gone until until Luke pulls the rest out. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But back inside the temple, Ezra guides Kanan to the artifact and together they wrap their hands around it and pull. And with a bolt, they pull the holocran out, throwing them both backwards. And with the artifact removed, the temple begins to collapse. Below, Ahsoka stirs and she looks up at the temple above. And we cut back to inside and Kanan and Ezra are trying to make their way to the ship with Chopper telling them to hurry up. But the holocron almost flies out of Ezra's hand, and behind them, Vader is there using the force trying to take it. Well, I mean, it's not like Ezra's got the you know the grip strength of a starship. No. That too. It's got to be augmenting that with the force. Like you got to be. I able would to... think so. I would think. Yeah. But uh, Ezra holds on for all he's worth, and Kanan grabs his arm, and he cries out, "It's him!" And Kanan tells Ezra he knows, but he's got him. And unseen behind Vader, Ahsoka has returned and is rushing towards the Sith Lord. Yep. Doing her anime run. Yep. (laughs) Naruto. (laughs) Vader turns at the last possible moment, but it's too late. Ahsoka has already leaped, kicking Vader back and landing a critical strike on Vader's mask. For the second time in his career, he's had his mask. (laughs) Yep. Before her momentum carries her forward, landing between Vader and the Rebels. Ezra calls out to her as the temple walls continue to lower and Ahsoka slowly rises. And from behind her, Vader calls out Ahsoka and her eyes go wide as it's the voice of her old master, which now calls to her. She looks back and Vader calls her name again, turning his head towards her, his face partially visible. 
she now knows indeed that it is Anakin Skywalker under that mask. Yep. And outside Ezra looks in and Vader rises to his feet. Ahsoka asserts that she won't leave him. Not this time. And Vader studies her a moment before igniting his blade and telling her, then you will die. Yeah. Yep. Man. Vader. Yeah. Vader begins to advance and Ezra tries to rush in, but Ahsoka force pushes him back outside the lowering walls. And Vader moves in to strike, but Ahsoka blocks with both blades. And as Ezra cries out, no, the low, the wall lowers shut. And inside we see Vader and Ahsoka still trading blows. Kanan calls to Ezra to get on the ship, which he does. And they lift off just as energy is starting to radiate from the shaking temple. And as the phantom rockets skyward below, the temple erupts in an explosion of energy erupting out of the ground as the ship narrowly escapes it. Aboard the ship, Ezra's crying, and Caden tries to comfort him, saying, there's nothing we could have done. Later on at the Rebel base, Zeb, Hera, and Sabine wait on the runway as the Phantom comes in for a landing. And Ezra and Kanan, they depart the shuttle, and Hera rushes to them and lays her hands on Kanan's face, which now bears a white bandage-type device. Rec- I wonder if it's like a back-to-bandage. Permanent or a temporary-type thing, yeah. Yeah, like in a back to impression. It's interesting that he never ah. takes like cybernetic eyes either. No. Yeah. He always prefers to use the force. Well, is the cybernetic way partially dark side? Not necessarily. Luke's got a Luke's got hand, hand, right? Yeah. But at yeah. one point he fell, right? That is also true. So he certainly skirted. Yeah. He, he skirted. He walked the line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's if part- you read the novelization, though, of, of, return of the jedi he fully turns in yeah. that fight but like he steps completely over the line when vader drops leia's name yeah keep my sister's name out your effing mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's hilarious <laughs> but this next one kind of bookends where we were the at part one yeah because rex arrives and surveying the area seeing no ahsoka he closes his eyes mournfully yeah, gets no that. words are needed. Where's everybody else? Oh, yeah. But back on Malachor, a TIE fighter flies away from the planet, piloted by Maul, who is clearly a little bit worse for wear. Maul gets away in the Inquisitor, uh, one of the Inquisitor ties. Yeah. So uh, here's, here's keep going, Andy, because is, is it one of the Inquisitors back. or is it? Yeah, it's got the, uh, it's got this, the rounded wings. Okay. Yeah. But uh, if he gets away in Vader's tie, that's even better. <laughs> Stole your car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on the surface among the plumes of black smoke vader emerges from the ruins as uh the convo morai watches perched above yeah morai only watches for a moment though before flying off and on the other side of the temple we see ahsoka entering into the dark entrance and falling to her knees is she though or is she just walking down a set of stairs uh i think she is falling to her knees descriptive audio guy says a lone figure falls to her knees because uh, okay. she's she kind of stepped in and just disappears forward real quick so all right but the shot transitions into a fly-through of the ghost where the crew is still in mourning and as it passes by everybody it gets to canaan at the back of the ship and he stands and looks towards ezra's room and inside oh yeah he sits eyes closed with the holocron there. Yeah, and it begins go. to elevate. And as he opens his eyes, his eyes glow red from the reflection. Yeah. yeah. And the holocron begins to open as he is opening it. Yeah. And a one bright must light be a Sith or at least think, think like one. Yeah. A bright light blinds the screen and we cut to the rebels logo and the episode is over. 
How's that for a season finale? Whew. And that's why that scares the crap out of me. That's, <sighs> that, that, that scares the crap out of me. Like, I know that you don't want another redemption arc, but I think this one was started far enough back that it, it may come to fruition. That Ezra's been on the edge? Uh, on the edge. And he, yeah. he gets even further into the edge. Uh, and he becomes so powerful. Uh, by the end of season four, it's just wouldn't crazy. that be a, a kicker if Ezra Bridger is the Inquisitor that we saw? I mean, uh, that's not out of the realm either. I guess that's yeah. uh, that, that could be some crazy biz. Um, yeah, I mean, and then when we get to uh, when we get to the world between worlds, I I I definitely have a different take on what happens at the end of that fight than I think. It's weird because we we talked a little bit a little bit about this earlier this week. Um, I was I, I was questioning. <laughs> I was sort of questioning what had happened here because it's like, and now just reviewing it again, it's there's a critical piece that I think we were missing. That energy thing happens before Vader and Ahsoka are out. Are out. So they've both yeah. survived that. Yes. I had asked the question, and I'm going to pose. I'm going to pose this to our audience. I asked the question with the world between worlds things coming up and coming back to this fight. Are there two Ahsoka Tano's now walking around? Would you complain if there were? Do you well, have, I kind of, it was tongue in cheek because it's like with all the big tent poles, you know, playing on the whole multiverse thing. I'm like, we just watched Ahsoka walk into that tunnel. Yeah. Now she's, do we think that she walked off to die alone? Cause that is an option. Maybe. That is an option that she her collapse is she's dead from her injuries. Yeah. So they, I mean, at the twilight it, of the apprentice, right? The end of the, the twilight of. Yeah. yeah. Major, major spoilers though, for anybody yeah. who hasn't seen the other seen stuff, rebels. Right? <laughs> but right. if you want me to go off, I will. Um, so we, even we like watching that in real time, she was yeah. dead. Right. There was no, I, I mean, I'm not even sure that I saw her without, like, like walking down clearly the first time watching it on air that yep, I saw her yep. walk down the stairs clearly and understood what was going on there. Sure. But, but allow me to read this because I don't think I could say it better again. Sure. That's okay. Yeah, so yeah. to me, it suggests that Ezra always pulls her out before Vader strikes the killing blow. She always inserts herself back in the timeline after the temple has collapsed. We just see it once. Ahsoka return. We, we see Ahsoka return twice. Once in that next episode, we're going to we're going to review, yeah. and not over and over and over like Groundhog Day. So it's not like a time loop, but uh, it's think think of the world between worlds like the anomaly from Star Trek, like Gein, where Guinan is. From. Oh, the uh, the Nexus, the Nexus, like, like so an extra-dimensional Ahsoka, space. When you're out of time and space, when Ezra goes there, he's always been there. He's, yeah. he's physically removed from time and space, and he's a, in a realm sort of like Mortis that is just the Force. So um, Ezra goes there. He's always there. He's out of time and space physically with the ability to literally touch any point in the timeline past, present, and future, albeit you have to find the correct door. Here's where the will of the Force comes in. Ezra isn't looking for Ahsoka in that episode. No. He stumbles upon yeah, that that's door. Right. That's right. Or rather, the will of the Force gives him the opportunity to save the life of yeah. an immortal character. Yeah. Be, right? Yeah. Like So that's right. really what I feel is going on there. I think that's the will of the Force utilizing. So a more interesting question is, 
is to me is that in the middle of that, yeah, for Vader, Ahsoka just goes bloop. Yeah, kind of like, like the Kanan does thing in the exactly uh, in the Lothal, and, then, yeah. and then I sort of reworked last episode. I had said no, Yoda is that's just a vestige of something that yeah, yeah he's yeah. been described. Now I'm fully in the camp that Yoda pulled yeah uh, Ezra into the world between worlds for that conversation, and then put him back through whatever yeah. door. It's yeah. an interesting thought. I mean, will they will they explore this more in the live action Ahsoka show? I mean, I there's really been some so. some discussion that uh, that is sort of the MacGuffin is that the Empire is hunting for the doorway to. Before we were getting these Mandalorian episodes and the Obi Wan episodes and the Hope for Ahsoka episodes, before yep. those things were making me go, "Oh my God," making me weep like a little schoolgirl for Luke Skywalker again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the World Between Worlds episode was the thing that made me stand up and go, "Oh my God!" In Star Wars, the most. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, oh, we have time travel suddenly. Like a thing we never dabbled in for forty years suddenly, yep. boom, becomes a, a possibility. But I don't think it's traditional time travel. I don't think we're going to get. And that's the other thing that we we all get pigeonholed into Doctor Who time travel, or, or we all get pigeonholed into Back to the Future time travel, yep. or the new sort of Marvel take on time travel. Yeah, but there I think are, yeah. there are infinite versions of time travel in sci-fi. Sure. I think this one would fall closer to the Christmas episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Or yeah. like where I they agree. go back and put pieces in place that have to happen later. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. In that Ezra's case, Ezra's always been there. Yeah. Ezra's always been there to pull her out. It's just that. Could he pull himself out of that? Oh, if he's know. got the right door for that. That's there's another interesting question. Maybe that's, it'll be. That's uh, what I think is happening there. Sorry about the spoilers if you haven't seen the world. Well, let's, let's just theorize the door. For <laughs> let's for one second, let's presume for just a minute here that Ezra Bridger is in fact that inquisitor. And we don't learn that until after Ahsoka has killed him. Will we mm. get a role reversal where Ahsoka through the world between worlds will pluck Ezra the Inquisitor out and mm, redeem that's some him? Dope stuff. That's Isn't some that dope an interesting stuff right thought. there? That's yeah. pretty great. Yeah get that inverse how many what ifs have we done this episode more than we normally do what if vader fought all four of those guys oh my god yeah andy you wanted to there, well, big news there was some pretty big news well there's a lot of big news coming out of well, san diego, San diego comic-con this weekend so of course there's and, lots uh, th this one is heavily heavily tied but this one fits nicely with uh, yeah of course it does so uh how about we talk about this for a couple minutes here? yeah sure before we uh wrap it up for tonight Oh, look at that. <laughs> if you've been following our uh, our uh, random fandom Tuesday nights, we've been teasing this out, or rather Hasbro's been teasing this out for the last few weeks about a possible, sorry, not possible, their next Hasla. Star Wars HasLab project. We suspected it was the ghost. In fact, it's been revealed it is the ghost. And it's a vintage collection. Looks to be uh, on par uh, scale-wise with the Legacy Millennium Falcon. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. It measures 28 inches by 34 inches and sits at over 13 inches tall. 13 inches tall. Yeah. With it's got the same playability of that old Falcon, too. For sure it, it does. does. It's got capacity for at least 15 figures uh, and has the detailed exterior and interior uh, window bowls to see the action in the cockpit, both turrets, uh, an opening front ramp, multiple removable panels, 
uh, landing gear and signature 360 dorsal laser cannon turret. It is pretty. Yeah, it's very pretty. So pretty. And it's um, going to be my first hab. hab I was going to say, and one of us is going to own one of these. I'm going Maybe. to own this. I've, got, I've already got permission. <laughs> Have you I've pulled got till September? Yet? No, because I'm in the middle of a, of a birthday is coming up. We just we got a we had a we're in the middle of a vacation sort of thing. So oh right. Um, right. I got I, I I have the green light, but I have to clear a few hurdles first. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Andy, did you include photos of the uh, the stretch? We've got a. Have you seen the photos. numbers? Have you seen the numbers? I have looked at the numbers, numbers from 15 minutes before our show. Oh, okay, good. Bro, it's so today. close already. Well, it's not I funny. <laughs> I knew that it was it was half funded. So wait, it's okay, now ago, uh, yeah. it's Sunday. So this was dropped on within what? 24 uh, hours. It was half Friday. Funded. I believe so. Yeah. So Friday night, when, by the time I went to bed Friday night, it was half funded. It was 40, yeah. it was over 4,000 and, the, and they yeah. wanted what? 8,000 to go. 8,000 uh, 8, yeah. to get it. 8,000 to production. Yeah. But uh, they've got their details. I do really appreciate Phantom. the detailing on that. Phantom two, uh, that she, the peed uh, shuttle That's with a, yeah. that, that it's a, it's not even a that slug. It's, a, it's just a, it looks like, it looks like he's molded in. Head. Yeah, well, he is removable, but he's uh, he's only oh. a bust. Mm. Oh, really? Okay, he's only a bust. Yeah. Remove oh, panels on the inside. And... Now that's nice. I do like the detailing in the cockpit, especially that, that you know, Sabine Wren chair. Yeah, the oh. Sabine seat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. But uh, as of fifteen minutes, dear Lord, show, it's almost seven five thousand. Oh, sorry, seven thousand. Yep. Look at that, dear Lord. People love rebels. They do. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. people love ships. They do love ships. <laughs> ships. Ships. And now I got to buy that life day Chewy just to put him inside there. <laughs> <laughs> so get you home in time for life day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But uh, you can do pre-orders until uh, 1159 PM on if, September 6th. If you are ordering from Canada, you will, you just need to order it uh, 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 from the U S site. And, yep. uh, and it pretty much lines up with what we thought, uh, what we thought it was going to be. And it, uh, by the time you get it shipped and, and taxed, you're looking at basically a thousand dollar play set. Yeah. 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 But right out of the gate though, it does come with a uh, legacy, or uh, what is it? Star Wars: The Vintage it's Collection. Vintage, yeah, Vintage yeah. Collection. Uh, Harrison, I, say, I, love those, I love that mural card back. The, man. They're that's using the mural. That's super cool. That's going to be a hard figure to open. I want to talk about this for a second because this is the thing that when I looked at it, I immediately went, "Okay, something's going on here." The Hera is very much based on uh, on the yeah, animation, so, yeah. but they've mm -hmm. done what they've done with the Black Series. They've taken the animated characters and they've tried to give them a more realistic look well That's Hera right. Hera comes with the thing but they've already shown off the first three stretch goals they, and they are naturally other rebels yeah who we mm -hmm. got uh, at uh, tier one for 11,000 backers uh, they are going to unlock Ezra Bridger <laughs> I and love it with and a, I love uh, the fact that it's you know the the Lothcat and it's yeah. his it's his later on look from the yeah. show um, mm -hmm. in the in the black series we got his early yeah. his earlier look with his yeah, we need helmet. that look in the yeah. black series but it's coming rapidly i can imagine you've got ezra you've got ezra Kanan. bridger is tier one tier two is kane and jaris at yeah. fourteen thousand. yeah and then uh tier three is zeb at seventeen thousand backers did you do the split screen? uh the the portraits i did not oh it's too bad sorry 
the first thing that stood out to me, and, and it's not very, you can't really see in these images here because it's not very close up. Two, two of these figures, uh, Ezra and Zeb, their portraits are 100% based on their live action appear, uh, likenesses. There's no way that that Ezra Bridger figure is not Iman S. Fundy. Mm-hmm. I did a, I I agree did with a you. group chat. I agree with you. And the Zeb looks like it's plucked right out of the, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian episode. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think it's spoilers. I think it's just that now we have live action. I don't think it's necessarily spoiler either, but the fact that they've, you know, that the Kanan Jarrus, now that's his look later on from the series. Yeah, when that's he the blind Jedi look from when he stops there, wearing right? his uh, shoulder piece. Yeah. I didn't try like to look like, does he look like anybody we recognize? Hmm. No. Will we get a flashback? Freddie Prince Jr. <sighs> kind of look like Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, uh, that's a good question. Would they get Freddie Prince Jr. to play him? Maybe he says he he regrets doing uh, Rise of Skywalker and the uh, the Bad Batch in in interviews recently. Really? Like, no, he's like I. That's it's doing a disservice. He's one of those guys like Liam Neeson saying yeah. they're watering the product down. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they didn't offer him enough dough. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> With enough zeros, you'll forget about that stuff. You'll I'm eat, available. You'll eat your <laughs> ethics. <laughs> Anyway, the HasLab uh, Star Wars Vintage Collection Ghost uh, over at... Uh, it will Hasbro be right Ultimate. here when I get it yeah. to show you all. <laughs> now, oddly enough, there's no Sabine Wren. You can't tell me that the Vintage Collection is not going to do a Sabine anyway. Maybe a no, two-pack 100%. Sabine and Chopper? Yeah. We just got reveals over the weekend as well for uh, uh, Ahsoka, live-action Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano, Sabine Wren, mm-hmm. and, uh, Harrison, and Dula. Harrison Dula. So... Yeah. I suspect the vintage line. There's a they just they just announced the Thrawn in the uh, vintage collection that with that Rebels card yeah. pack style. Yeah, there you can't tell me that we're not going to get the full cast. I mean, we've we've exactly. had the full cast in uh, the Black Series already. Now is that Ahsoka just a re-release? I wondered that I as well. So. I didn't know if there was anything new in that or not. It looks like the Mandalorian. Do you have an image of that anywhere? We will on uh, Tuesday. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I'll pull this up to you. It does look I think an it's awful just lot. Really, it, looks a lot. it yeah. really does. Yep. Maybe the head tails are slightly different to reflect Ooh, the new, the new head tails. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's, it for, uh, that's it for the HasLab thing. Uh, come back and hang out with us on Tuesday night when we uh, do Random Fandom Tuesday, which may or may not be toy heavy this week. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. <laughs> All right. Is there any more for you guys? Uh, you guys want to talk about? You want to wrap up what we talked about tonight about uh the the road to just like i said other other than one that didn't make the list these these are the most important ahsoka episodes if you were only going to watch two ahsoka episodes these are them yep in my opinion yeah next week we are gonna round out it'll be the last uh episode uh in animation uh, and then we're going back into live action stuff that we've covered uh, more recently with uh, one episode of the Mandalorian. And then the last week with one episode of the book of Boba Fett. And then Hank, you're going to get to talk about all the other uh, episodes that you consider to be essential and uh, walk us through some of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the first time, we'll try 26 episodes in one. <laughs> we're going to do 26 <laughs> episodes in one show. It's going to be an all-day live stream. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to need a two-week vacation just for that show. We're going to schedule meal breaks and bathroom. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we'll hit the highlights. <laughs> we'll hit the highlights. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying real hard to make one slide per. 
That's fair. One, yeah. yeah. And how do you encapsulate an entire episode in one slide? That's a rhetorical. Well, it's just, it's like, because there are certain things like, and I've already started writing, by the way, because I know it's going to be a little Herculean. So there are things like, what's the most important thing about Ahsoka in terms of the film, the the original film? Which we we didn't like her. Remember everybody? We I do remember. remember I that, totally right? remember. Sky guy. So all this is a shot of her being introduced yeah. to Obi and, and Anakin, and that's the most important thing that happens. In that that's your introduction. Hours. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So those like, if I think only in terms of why is this, why is this the most essential episode, and take that part of that episode and make a slide about that. Yeah, that's fair. I think I can actually keep it pithy. That's fair. And I think, I think that's going to be fun because I don't have any prior, uh, prior knowledge to what you have deemed as also being essential. So um, besides the the actual list of here's the episodes, I haven't gone back mm-hmm. and, and watched any of them yet. Um, I'm kind of wanting to sort of explore it in the moment. So, yeah. Uh, but like I said, yeah. as, as we get that list together, um, we will put them out on our social media so you can look at them and, and uh, watch them if you'd like to, Bone up for uh, what three weeks from now? Yep, three, yeah, three, four weeks from now. Sorry, yeah, yeah four weeks from now. Yeah, it should be the 20th of August. That's in my head. It's the 20th, yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, this has been another uh, amazing episode of uh, our Road to Ahsoka um, review series. Hope to see you all on Tuesday night for Random Phantom. If not, come back next week where we get to do this all over again. And don't forget, everybody, until next time for Phantom Power. My name is Wes, I'm Andy, and I'm Hank. And it will be the same beards next week. Bye for now. (laughs) Hey guys, thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms.